0: Hi there, this is your Value Through Vulnerability host, Gary Turner. Today I had the pleasure of welcoming Veronica Hyde from Treasured Self onto the podcast. Veronica and I connected via the Self Care Weekly Twitter chat, and her mission is to help raise awareness and break down the stigma that surrounds um, menopause. And on today, It seems a fitting day, World Menopause Day, which this year is on Thursday, the 18th of October, 2018. I had a really, really engaging conversation. I found it fascinating, also an education for me personally, as this isn't a topic area I've been involved with to date. And I really saw some parallels uh, being drawn around, you know, raising awareness around the value and the strength, indeed, in being vulnerable. And uh, as Veronica states, it's a strength to ask for help, which uh, that really resonates with me personally. So, let me get out of the way. Enjoy this conversation. Please do feedback to Veronica and/or myself. Always grateful for any reviews that you may wish to leave on the value through vulnerability on iTunes. But you can see the contact details for Veronica in the show notes of this podcast, and we do hope you find it interesting and engaging. But please do feedback. Welcome to Value Through Vulnerability, a podcast dedicated to putting the human back into humanity. This morning, I'm really grateful to welcome Veronica Hyde onto the podcast. Good morning, Veronica.
1: Good morning, Gary. How are you? I am absolutely um, fine today and so pleased to be speaking to you. Oh, no, great. Well, look, thank you
0: very much for, for, for reaching out today. So, just for anybody listening today, um, it's very important day coming up on thursday which i'll let veronica talk about um but before we get there would you mind introducing yourself you know what's your background what are you passionate about and uh yeah let,
1: let's get to meet you a bit more veronica uh um gary my name is veronica hyde um, i am asked to come and speak with you because this week uh, it is world menopause day on the 18th of october and I'm passionate about making sure that everybody feels really comfortable talking about what has been a taboo subject for long enough now really. I have my own company called Treasured Self which is newly set up and that's to support people to learn some self-help tools to manage their own emotional and mental well-being through times of change. So we recognise that uh, change is something maybe we don't talk about enough. And big changes in life, including the menopause, can have a really adverse effect on us. And sometimes we need that little bit of extra support and we need to be kind to ourselves as well so that we can have a smooth transition so when i think about transitions in life the menopause has been one of the greatest transitions for me i'm passionate about it because to be honest i had the most dreadful time in my life Mm -hmm. Uh, i started with perimenopausal symptoms that's the symptoms we have before the menopause with the menopause is only the time when your periods actually stop but the adverse symptoms uh, can kick in up to a decade before that. In some cases it can be much earlier for women, in some cases it can go on much longer for women. I started with aching joints, I um, felt flat, lacking in energy, lacking in interest in life, I then over a period of years went into quite bad problems with uh, depression, anxiety. For me, not sleeping was a major, major problem. Um, And that then cycled into making the depression and anxiety even worse. And that was on top of being in strategic meetings and having hot flushes, um, having intolerances to food that I'd never had before. So my stomach wasn't behaving as I wanted it to do. Mm. Um, And so it was a time of great shame for me. I was very embarrassed. I was very confused. I was not supported well by my GP surgery and I worked in a wonderful place and they were confused as well. So um, it's really important that we get the message out there and I'm passionate that everybody's involved in it because it involves conversations, not just with women, but with men as well.
0: Wow. That, that, that's so powerful. Thank you so much for being so vulnerable yourself and sharing those stories because, you know, this is a new, you know, a pretty new topic area for me as well. So thank you again for, for sharing so openly.
1: What oh, uh, thank you. I knew you'd be receptive, um, Gary, but I do want to say that it's a story of resilience as well, as mm. I think yours is too. Um, I did go on to leave my job. Um, but since then I've completed my Masters in Education with the University of Derby and I call this the story of post-menopausal zest and so I want people to know out there that this is a transition, it's a phase in a woman's life and that it's not the end of the world and it's not the sign that you're, you're becoming the crone in life um, and that the world doesn't want you anymore.
0: Yeah, that's, that's so powerful because, you know, I, I wasn't aware until you've just spoken. And again, thank you for that as to the, the mental health implications of not understanding or dealing with the impacts of the, or the, you know, the symptoms of the menopause. That's such, a, such an important reflection for me.
1: Yeah, I think um, uh, one of the things that we have in in our society is that we all know a little bit about the menopause, but not the full story. And if we think back to dramas and comedies on television um, and on the radio, you'd hear of women who were bad with their nerves, Mm -hmm. Um, That used to be an old saying. And so we'd cover up um, normal menopausal symptoms with a lot of safe terminology and uh, quite sexist terminology as well. Um, Our language does have to change around mental health in general um, and around what women are going through so that we are all more comfortable talking about it. There was uh, a recent piece of research done by the University of Leicester which is in the British Menopause Society's journal this month and uh, though time and time again we're talking about the situation getting better uh, it recognises this research that the uh, psychological symptoms are the area that we still have to work on in the workplace and that means both men and women have to let go a little bit and say I, I'm really not sure what I'm doing here um, i don 't know the full story about the menopause i shouldn 't be as a manager uh, suggesting that I do know what 's going on for the men in the menopause because I know what happened to my mum or my sister or my grandmothers told me that women should cope with the menopause um, uh, and recognize that it's something that we need to leave to medical experts and that we need to listen to women and listen to what's going on for them. Because if there are up to or over 30 different symptoms around the menopause and that each experience is different for each woman, woman, um, then it's really important that we open up our hearts and our ears and start listening to these
0: varied experiences cool that's it's really interesting for me this because you know we're going back again aren't we it seems to me Veronica at least to be going back to this real sort of slow down yeah let's all just be a bit more human let's create some space some safe space to have a conversation let's be curious let's ask actually what's going on for someone as a human being rather than this sort of rat race 100 miles an hour keep delivering keep give the living outcomes, it's sort of, how can we just slow down a bit more and just just connect a bit more, always as humans? Is that, is that a little bit of this story for you?
1: Oh absolutely, being gentle and kind and suspending beliefs um, is really important, uh, that as a manager we may notice um, that something is different about that individual person, and that maybe their behaviour is more aggressive or irritable or they're more tearful in the workplace. But the worst thing we can do is storm into that situation. You know, it's quite right to say the days of control and command are not... uh, any more appropriate in all situations sometimes i have to say sometimes people like to be told what to do it helps them to feel safe and attachment and good boundaries uh, is something that i think we all appreciate but sometimes it's time to just say shall we take a walk shall we get away from the workplace and just have a brew together and let me gently feed back some of the stuff that I'm seeing with you. Um, and let's think about what we can do about this together. Because I value you. And I think being hearing those words in the workplace um, makes a huge difference. I value you and I want to help to make things better for you. For me, that should be the underlying principle of any, but any need to make res- reasonable adjustments in the workplace.
0: Yeah, that's, that really resonates with me as well, um, to be honest. And I think, you know, I've been talking on the podcast so far as well to other colleagues and, and peers who maybe have, you know, sort of autism or they're coming from diff- different backgrounds or, you know, they've got um, protected um, status, for example. And this just seems to be a common theme, and it is being spoken about, which is great, like we're doing today.
1: Yes, and and that's really important um, to recognise that if you're an organisation and you're making reasonable adjustments, the work uh, around the menopause is just tweaking some of the stuff that you've got already, some of the policies, some of the working documents that you've got already. You don't have to have an enormous policy file. What you need to do is recognise that we're all different. Humans are all different. And whether it's um, your differences because you're on the spectrum for autism or whether your difference is around hearing or whether your difference is around a time in your life or what's going on at home, then we have it within us as people to reach out and find the solutions together without it being a really difficult thing to do. And it stuns me really that inclusion and diversity has become a fear-based activity. And it's, it hasn't still become just part of our normal existence as humans.
0: Yeah, interesting. But let's—I uh, think what you're doing today with your storytelling is—is helping shift that dial. So thank you again, Veronica, really for that.
1: Can I—I take- I, I have to say, I'm not the only person telling my story. There is a wonderful menopause community out there. Um, I have to say and I'm working with hen menopause in the workplace and Deborah Garlick is absolutely wonderful Jane Harrison, Diane Danesbrick um, to name just a few of the amazing people out there Claire Shepherd, a nutritionist um, Lauren Shian, there really is a lot of us out there who can come into an organization and can help you to feel okay um, about what you're doing with in, in the workplace around the menopause strategy that you may have, and it can be fun you know
0: mm, okay explain can you expand on that veronica how can you make it, how could you help an organization make it fun?
1: Well, there have been uh, women, there have been organizations who've been having menopause parties. At menopause socials, women do have a laugh um, about some of their symptoms. It's such a relief, you see, to meet somebody else who's going through the same symptoms and to feel like you're normal again. In America, and this is very American um, and probably something that we're not ready for in the UK, they're calling hot flushes power surges. <laughs> uh, and uh, this is the recognition again that there's something going on in a woman's life that's leading them to a time when they might be at their best. The postmenopausal zest was coined by the anthropologist Margaret Mead in the 1950s, and actually, uh, after your menopause, your hormones go back to uh, being somewhere um, like you were before your hormones kicked in as a teenager. So you've got all that wisdom, and you've got hormonal stability as well. Wow. Um, and through hard work, through good diet, uh, you can be the most powerful woman that you have been in your lifetime. You can function normally, you can learn. We know now in neuroscience um, that uh, we, our brain can rewire and we can learn forever. Um, so we can be a real attribute to a workplace, actually.
0: Oh, brilliant. I love that. If, if I could take you back to your, you know, your journey, if I may, um, Veronica, yes. if you, what, what would have, if you could wave a magic wand, what one or two things could have made a significant difference? Like, I appreciate there could have been a, a multiple number of things that would have helped. Were there one or two things that would have made significant difference based on the journey that you had through the menopause, just out of interest?
1: Um... I think the main thing um, would be to have had really good information to hand. We know that uh, for some women, they sail through their menopause, and um, we did. I didn't realise how many women have adverse symptoms. Um, I now know that three out of four women experience symptoms and one out of four experience serious symptoms. If I'd known that, I could have taken myself seriously as well. I think I would have been more demanding of getting the right medical help Mm -hmm. and more demanding of asking for the right, reasonable adjustments in the workplace.
0: No, thank you for that. And I'm hoping anybody listening, that's, that's, that's really, really helpful advice, because both of those things, are, it's, it seems to me to be very much communicate. I know most things in life are communication-based, but really it does, it really seems to be the more more we communicate, the more vulnerable and open we are to just be curious, Veronica, the easier these things are to deal with.
1: Yes, it's not. it's, it's, it's curiosity and self-belief. I was ashamed that I wasn't performing in work and so even when people were saying to me what's going on for you I was struggling with feeling is this is this it for me am I going mad am I turning into my mother who had mental health problems Mm -hmm. Um, and so you have to be curious and self accepting uh, and be kind to yourself as well as being curious for others, but absolutely Gary, I talk about conversations with ordinary women, women, and men i 'm not a menopause guru i 'm just an ordinary woman, and it's the menopause support and education should be there for every woman it 's those conversations that i have on the street in communities in workplaces there's a soft and gentle and just enable people to open up and ask questions and i think the value of today is that it's 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 a man and a woman having a conversation about the menopause it's not just a woman's issue. It can affect men in the workplace, male managers, male colleagues, as well as men at home. And I think there's such great value in recognising that vulnerability is a male term as well as a female term.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. you come on the right podcast to reiterate that point, Veronica, I can tell you, because, you know, there's a lot of... We're looking at a number of reports the last few days and I'm really pleased to see that more and more the message is coming out you know regardless of your background you know your color your creed whatever you know vulnerability is a strength it's becoming more and more official that people are seeing that and I think you know you're showing a lot of that as well today by sharing your story so again thank you.
1: Thank you Gary it's not a place to get stuck though I have Mm -hmm. to say Mm -hmm. Um, and we still uh, can Equate it with weakness and what I think is really important is that you open up and you open up a space so that you can do something with that vulnerability so that you can find the solutions to what you're keeping as maybe a hidden secret at that time. It is only when we open up and we're curious that we can start asking those right questions and be on the journey towards finding a solution.
0: Great, thanks for sharing that. Um, Just out of interest, in terms of self-care practices, was there anything that you found and I appreciate you know the situation from what you've said is different for every woman fully understand that message but are there sort of is there any evidence or any sort of themes from your work or from those around you of certain self-care practices that tend to have a more positive or sort of impact for you know someone that is going through the menopause is there is there any sort of evidence behind that or any sort of anecdotal sort of evidence
1: uh, it, I mean as I say it is different for every woman and so I didn't struggle with general itchiness for instance. Um, estrogen for, affects lots of our organs including the skin and um, so if I focus in on mental and emotional performance I uh, uh, would say that these, um, that, that, that these are the things to follow. I found cognitive behavior therapy very, very useful um, when I had left work and was uh, feeling really bad about myself and not able to connect with the reality in my life. Mm -hmm. As ongoing tools for my own emotional and mental well-being, I turned to mindfulness. I did the body scan every day. John Kabat-Zinn and Mark Williams became my best friends uh, (laughs) twice a day. And this is something that anybody can access for free on YouTube, which I think is wonderful. Mm -hmm. And I also journaled. The menopause is a time in a woman's life where she needs time to really sit back and think, what do I want to do with the rest of my life? It's also a time where if you have unresolved issues, the... uh, the The nature of the beast, as it were, in terms of cortisol trying to compensate for the lack of estrogen and the amount of stress that you're potentially going through means you can't avoid other stresses in your life. So if you're in a bad relationship, if your children are leaving home, if you are really questioning what you're doing in the workplace, Maybe this is the time that we're looking at the menopause because so many women have been through the impact of austerity, changing how their workplaces and how they deem their workplace. Then you need to take that time out and spend some time writing to yourself, making those lists, looking at what you want to do with the rest of your life. So for me, cognitive behaviour therapy meditation and writing and journaling were really important
0: oh that's great thanks for sharing that I'll I'll add these to the show notes and if if you could share with me the uh you know that full body scan uh, a bit more detail that'd be great if you've got a link to that Veronica I'll I'll add that to the show notes as well that's that's wonderful really really wonderful and I've got to put it out there I know a lot of people are going to be listening to this I'm feeling deeply deeply humbled as a man because I know we you know, people joke about the fact, you know, <laughs> you know, men have a bit of an easier ride, Veronica. But I'm sitting here thinking, my God, we really do generally, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's a really important conversation, this, because, you know, this is something completely new to me and you, you've raised my awareness today. And it's really, really powerful that I can now reflect on listening back to this podcast and think, actually, yeah, those close to me in my life, you know, am, am I as present as I need to be? Those potential symptoms, am I as empathetic as maybe I should be? with those women in my life at work or at home privately. So this is really, really powerful for me personally as well. So thank you for that.
1: Oh, that's wonderful to hear, Gary, that I've opened your heart and your ears to it. Um, The men I have spoken to, a young man said to me, I recognise now I ended up leaving home quite early and he actually ended up being homeless because the rouse was so bad between himself and his mother and he recognised now that she was going through the menopause. Mm. So he was young, he had his own hormonal stuff going on and mum also had a lot of hormonal stuff going on another man came up to me after a session that i did a, a workplace wellbeing innovation session and said i just didn't realize and i'm going to go home and have a conversation with my wife about this so that she can let me know um if she needs my help um, and that warms my heart so much to hear those uh, conversations that men opening up and realising that this has got so much to do with you as well. Mm-hmm. Can I just say uh, it's really hard for men uh, if suddenly your female partner doesn't seem to be that interested in sex, doesn't seem to have any joy of life anymore. Um, as maybe irritable and shouting at you and crying a lot. This can be a really difficult time for men as well. And who do they talk to uh, about situations like that is a big question that I have in the world. Who do men talk to about what's going on and their own emotional well-being, how they manage these times? Yeah, that's
0: that's a really, really cracking question, actually, because, you know, if we look at a lot of the mental health, I think think the last stats, 2017, wasn't it, was sort of 76% of men commit suicide versus only something like 22% of women. So no, we're still not as men talking enough about uh, mental health or these sort of topics full stop. So I think, you know, I'm grateful for your contribution, others to our uh, self-care weekly Twitter chat that we have, but what's really noticeable for me? there's still a huge absence of men on that twitter chat it's really really interesting so there's still a lot of work i think to be done around helping men be more vulnerable again and that's part of the reason for this podcast is guys people like me it is okay to have emotions it is okay to you know to cry it is okay to be worried you know let's let's reach out and support each other as much as uh, veronica's supporting those with a, with menopause today because i think it's so so important so so important. yeah
1: it, it is it is a strength to ask for help.
0: Yeah.
1: We look at all the leaders in history and they all have advisors. And they have advisors because they turn to somebody for help. So if we look at asking for help and talking about problems as a strength, then I think we can start to turn the corner in how vulnerability is is actually uh, is actually a strategic methodology, Harry.
0: Ooh, ooh! I think you might need to trademark that one, otherwise I'm going <laughs> to. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> our work in learning and development is about finding new words uh, whereby people start to get to to get um uh, what we're trying to teach them in a different way and i think if you look at uh leadership in history you'll find uh great leaders, great male leaders who always asked for help, who had that dark night of the soul, um, who questioned themselves, and who came out stronger for knowing that they were part of a community. No,
0: I, I, absolutely great. I, I, I,
1: I love that, I love that, you know, being
0: more vulnerable, being more open to these sort of conversations is actually a strategic imperative. That, that is such a powerful message, such a powerful message. Oh, you got me, got me going again, Veronica. You got me
1: going. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so um, great to have the conversation with a man because you can go to different places. Actually, it inspires me as well to be um, talking to a peer in this way and to be coming up to with sentences like that. So I'm a little bit shocked myself, but it's true. <laughs>
0: Well, that, well, I think this is, this is, you know, for anyone listening, this is the point, isn't it? This is what happens when two human beings do have an open heart, open mind and open will to actually just hear each other, be present. And I think we're role modeling, I hope, what can happen if we do just slow down, if we do create that space to actually just listen deeply to other people. You know, there's a lot to be learned.
1: Absolutely. Uh, There's a lot to be learned and we can find common ground as well. So we can use all sorts of different subject areas to talk about um, different taboo aspects in our lives, actually. So we don't have to talk about uh, the menopause uh, in order to talk about Um, what it's like in relationships but in talking about relationships with each other we might unpeel incidences where actually the menopause is the root cause underneath it
0: that's great if you were going to offer a, a a sentence of wisdom you've only literally got one sentence you can offer to all of the organizations right now imagine every single one of them was listening right now what would your one sentence be to try and impact people to to truly put menopause as a as a strategic imperative when they go back to work tomorrow?
1: Oh, that's tricky. Let me think about it. Um, so, one sentence. So.
0: It was off the cuff, so that was a little bit challenging. But I, I just
1: yeah, well, menopause day is your opportunity to think about how you're going to embrace the workforce of the future. One in three of the workforce will soon be over fifty. I ask with my heart, from a humble place, that you make space for menopause conversations in your well-being and human resource strategies because the importance of embracing an older woman to your organisation is so huge and will bring such great benefits so if you need help, get in touch with me, myself and handpicked. we'll come down and help your organisation to make this just a human conversation and ease your work into the rest of your policies and strategies. It's not difficult, it's just about diversity.
0: Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. That is, that is so, so powerful. It's really interesting actually hearing you talking about that wellbeing angle because Sometimes I think that we see things in isolation. So you see sort of mental health first aid over here. You're then looking at food and nutrition over there. There's then a gym membership. There's then menopause. And you've really, that's a really impactful statement for me, just made around well being strategy. You know, menopause should be a part of your strategy going forward. And I just think that's so powerful. You know, how do you actually make all of these interlinking parts part of something that's again a strategic imperative? So I think that's wonderful. Wonderful message, Veronica, really.
1: Thank you. It's wellbeing is a jigsaw. We just need to put the parts together.
0: That is wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, look, how can people reach out to you? You know, how can people reach out to you if they want your support or the organisations that you've mentioned? Would you mind just summarising those resources? I'll add them to the show notes, but just as a, a wrap up, that'd be really appreciated
1: okay um treasured self has a brand new website which isn't all singing and dancing but you can go and have a look at what i do there but the easiest way for you to get in touch with me from us doing this podcast is to find me on linkedin that's veronica hyde or to find me on twitter at hyde v or if you go onto to menopause in the workplace website and you get in touch with deborah and you say i'd really like veronica to come into my organization and help us then she'll be happy to um contact me for you
0: fantastic that's brilliant well i'm just going to give a little shout out to jane harrison as well because she is she's quite a legend you know we've been in contact a few times ourselves as well and uh like you, Veronica, you are, you are both treasured souls as far as I'm concerned with what you're doing. So re- really, thank yeah, you so much for
1: joining us. I'm so glad that you've brought Jane up because uh, Jane has been so important to me in the last year. And she was the person who I picked up the phone to and said, I want to seriously work in the menopause landscape. It's a big thing for us to do because we have to be vulnerable and share our story. And uh, Jane is the most supportive and wonderful soul. And if you need a great life coach or career coach or leadership coach, go to that girl because she's the business
0: Fantastic. Well, there's a a ringing endorsement for Jane. And look, thank you so much again for your time today. Um, Veronica, it's been an absolute pleasure and joy to speak with you. And uh, we'll look forward to getting this messaging out for World Menopause Day on Thursday.
1: Thank you so much. Good to speak to you, Gary, and I hope you have a wonderful day.
0: Thank you very much. Cheers now. Bye bye.
1: Bye.